0: The U.S. said that they're liberating Iraq, but they were invading us actually. These are the words of an Iraqi refugee named Nora. The American-Iraqi war has left corrosive effects on the Iraqi society. Hello everyone, I am Zahin Mabuba, and welcome back to another episode where I give my thoughts on Dr. Jared Kale's lecture on Destruction, Displacement and Resettlement, the Consequences of American War Against Iraq. To give some background context to the refugee crisis during this ongoing war, we need to first understand that this is a present-day war that is displacing millions. The US war against Iraq began in 1991. The CIA was involved in a lot of Iraqi decisions and protocols. The US was also allied with Saddam Hussein. The Iraqi government was in a bad economic situation as they had borrowed lots of money from Kuwait. On March 23, 2003, President Bush announced US forces to begin a military operation into Iraq. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign, the then president said. The initial effort to decapitate Iraq's leadership with airstrike fails, clearing the way for a ground invasion. During the 2003 invasion, major sanctions were put in Iraq. They were sort of like a siege. Lots of medical equipment were barred from coming into the country, thus causing millions of lives to not be able to access medical help. Between 2003 and 2017, more than 172,000 displaced Iraqis resettled in the United States. Dr. Kale's research and presentation addressed four major themes around the resettlement process for the Iraqi refugees. They were the experiences of the war in Iraq, the belonging of the Iraqi refugees in the American society, the role of the democratic membership, and lastly, the participation and engagement in the democratic processes for the Iraqi-turned-American citizens. I think that it is so important to ask ourselves if these refugees from a completely different culture, atmosphere, and traditions are being welcomed into the new American society. Are they being made available to resources that contribute towards their well-being and livelihood? For people like us, moving to different places could be a sort of luxury or even a choice that we consciously make to get to know the world a little more. For these people that are forced to be displaced, the scenario is completely different. Unwillingly, they have to move because the place they call home is under attack, therefore so is their well-being and safety. I think it's often so hard for us to imagine what it must be like to be in war and seeking for a safe place where you don't have to constantly run for your life. The traumatic events and sorrowful memories that these refugees enter into America with really need to be addressed with sympathy and understanding. They come from a life of oppression and very little freedom. So they most definitely will need help readjusting to a world that they have never been exposed to. Through Dr. Kale's research, I really got insight into how the refugees perceive what happened to them and what struggles they go through on a daily basis, being a part of community that were essentially forced into. Moreover, the negative treatment and outlook that they face for being here is a vital aspect to their feeling of belonging. Only 27% of Americans have a favorable opinion of Muslims, down from 35% in 2010, according to the Zolby poll, which is commissioned by the nonprofit Arab American Institute. Favorable attitudes towards Arabs dropped to a 32% from 43% in 2010. The poll also found that 42% of respondents believe an American Muslim's religion would influence his or her decision-making in an important government job. The same percentage believe it is justified for law enforcement to profile Arab Americans or American Muslims. Older adults were far more likely than young people to view the large number of refugees from Iraq as a major threat. 58% of adults that were 50 and older viewed the large number of refugees from Iraq as a major threat compared to 31% of the adult population that were under 35 ideological differences were even more pronounced. 70% of conservative Republicans and Republican leaners said refugees represented a major threat, compared with just 19% of liberal Democrats and Democratic leaders. Overall, the share of adults who said refugees from Iraq posed a major threat fell by nine percentage points between April 2016 and May of 2016. From Dr. Kale's research paper, he talks about what we, meaning the American community and government, ought to do. He refers to it as a national project that consists of a three-part recommendation to essentially give back and seek forgiveness for what the Americans have done to Iraq. The first recommendation that Dr. Kale makes is recognition of what has been done to the Iraqi society and what role the American government has played in ruining it. Second is reparations that need to be made to the Iraqi society. He suggests giving up funding so that they're able to rebuild their economy and to increase resettlement opportunities until they're able to do so. Lastly, Dr. Kill recommends reconciliation, which is to allow Americans to seek forgiveness. And it is a long-term process for the Iraqis to even begin considering the apology. But to initiate forgiveness is definitely a starting point. In my opinion, I 100% agree with his suggestions, but I also do believe that Americans need to create an avenue to build back what they essentially destroyed in the Iraqi society. It will take more than just funding and forgiveness to build back what they lost. It is a mindset shift that Americans have to make in their communities and their societies so that future events like this don't ever affect not only Iraq but other vulnerable countries. Apart from all the negative aspects of the Iraqi war on the Iraqi community, the resettlement process did bring positive attributes to the lives of these community members. These members of the Iraqi society come from a place of oppression and living under the constant fear that their political opinion might send them to jail, or even to prosecution. So to be a part of the American society, where they felt like they were part of a holistic decision-making process, made them feel so understood and heard. On the other hand, these refugees also face the problems that come with the American society. Many, according to Dr. Kale's research, have pointed out the problems with the American healthcare system and government contributions towards public services. For people that are new to this country, such lacking areas pose big financial burdens on them. The individuals that Dr. Kale interviewed also mentioned how they don't really even have time to think about the democratic processes because they're always so busy trying to make ends meet And this reflects on the American society as understanding these processes require a level of time and knowledge to make decent judgments. Areas like voting and politics require a vast amount of knowledge of the American democratic system, and because their lives are so busy with making money, there isn't time allocated in getting educated about things like that. Moreover, as some of their lives were practically ruined by politics, they choose to not be involved at all. In my opinion, to confront the Iraqi refugee crisis and resettlement aspects in America, the government should integrate refugee and IDP protection and assistance into the benchmarks for political progress. They need to also provide humanitarian assistance to Iraqi refugees and increase the impact. Work more with UN agencies, international organizations, and NGOs to develop longer-term goals with humanitarian assistance and development programs for these displaced Iraqis. We also need to lead resettlement of Iraqi refugees by putting in more funding and effort into making sure that these vulnerable people are a part of the community and to also appoint a White House coordinator for Iraqi refugees. Overall, My biggest takeaway from Dr. Kael's lecture was the stories and perspectives of the different Iraqi individuals that have had to express their sense of loss, their sorrowful stories, and the hardships that they face being in a new community. At the end of it all, the biggest element that the United States can provide is a more welcoming communal sense that acknowledges the hardships of these Iraqi refugees. The government needs to work more to ensure that these individuals are better equipped to lead life in America instead of blaming them for their problems. Society plays a huge role in one's sense of belonging, and without belonging there will never be a true sense of community. These Iraqi refugees have, to a degree, left a sense of home behind to build one in America. So to accommodate to these individuals, society needs to collectively put an effort into making sure the integration and transition process for these refugees is smooth and embracing. Thank you for tuning into this episode.